You are listening to the Healthy Leader Podcast with Tracy Fisher, episode number two. Welcome to the Healthy Leader Podcast, where it's all about optimizing your health, energy, and performance for your mind and your body. And now, your host, Master Coach Tracy Fisher. Hello, hello, and welcome to everybody. I am super excited to be here. I will tell you that it is pouring here in Cleveland, <laughs> off and on pouring. And so I decided that I am creating my own sunshine from the inside out, and I want to share it with you all today. So today's topic is really cool. We are talking about how to set results. Now, use that phrase and the word results on purpose. There are a lot of words about setting goals, creating mission statements, creating visions, strategy, tactics, goal setting, et cetera, et cetera. And I know that it can be overwhelming. I probably just like you have been to a lot of different trainings where we end up having the mission statement or the vision statement written out either even on the corporate wall or written down in a journal and then we close it up or we never look at it or never read it again and it doesn't have an impact on our daily actions. So I get it. The discussion of how to set results can feel a little fluffy and, and sometimes it feels unnecessary and people's eyes start to glaze over a little bit, <laughs> but it really is an important step and foundational. And by the way, it does not have to be super complicated. So I like to keep things extremely simple because one, it helps me personally in the moment to continue to live my vision and achieve my results. And it also helps as I coach. And in the last episode, we talked about the well-beingness model and the acronym for that is XTEAR-V. X-T-E-A-R-V. Now, in the last episode, we just focused on the X-Tier. And each one of those letters stands for the external environment, thoughts, emotions, actions, and results. And then the V stands for vision. And the idea here is that I continually go back to those very specific words purposefully so that we can keep it simple. And so the concept behind the model is that if we understand this process, the way that we process the world and how we react to it, then we can manage it and maximize it and, and ultimately live our best lives. So the process is that the X is external circumstances. Something happens and then we have a thought about those circumstances, which then lead to our emotions, which then lead to our actions, which then lead to our results. And then the question is, do, do those results lead us to our vision? And the vision is the base. It is the foundation and it is always needed. And we always have to be really clear about what our vision is. So when I'm working with clients, I take them through a very specific process so that they can identify their vision before we ever start talking about results or actions. And I want to be clear here that I'm always going to go back to the same vernacular in that well-beingness model. We're talking about results and actions and visions and thoughts and emotions. And specifically today, I want to share how I connect vision and results so that you can consistently follow through on your right actions. So let's start with the vision. The vision is the foundational and fundamental piece and is the most exciting part of all of this. And I love the word vision because it is just about who you are envisioning being in your mind's eye. What does it look like? What are you doing? How are you feeling? How are you behaving? What are you thinking? And so it's certainly extremely important to slow down and to think about who you want to be, really who you get to be. 
And I will tell you that the answer to this question can feel overwhelming, but if you frame it around who you get to be in your relationships, that narrows it down quite a bit. So I want you to think about who you want to be in your relationships in terms of your professional relationships. What does it look like when you are interacting, when you are presenting, when you are getting down to business and working? Who do you want to be in your personal relationships with your children and with your spouse or your partner? Who do you want to be with your parents? Who do you want to be with the people that you love the most? And of course, who do you want to be? And this is the one that is most often overlooked in the quiet moments when you are by yourself. Now that can sound like a little bit of a foreign concept for some people. So hear me out on this. As a human being, you have this amazing capability called meta-awareness. And that means that you have the ability to think about your thinking. You can witness your own thoughts. You also have the ability to witness your own emotions and witness the physicality of your body and witness the actions you are taking. So you can think about your own thoughts. You can think about your own emotions and you can think about your own actions. Now this is amazing and it is a powerful capability. And so when you think about your relationship with yourself, the reason that I believe that this is the most important relationship is because wherever you go, there you are. Whatever your opinion is of you, whatever your judgments are of you, whatever you think about your body, however you treat your body, how you care for your body and your brain follows you everywhere. It follows you into those other relationships. It is the core of all of your relationships. In order for you to have a relationship, you've got to be there. And the way that you interact with yourself, the way that you manage and maximize your brain and your thoughts and your emotions is the most important skill that you can have as a leader. As I said, you bring that with you in all of your other relationships. So I want for you to envision your optimal relationship with yourself. What are the thoughts that you are thinking? What is your mindset? What are the primary emotions that you want to create in your life? And what do you want to do to take care of you, of your mind and your body? So that is the first part of establishing your vision. And then when that person is developed in your mind, how do they act? How do they interact? How do they communicate in those other relationships that are the most important to you? And I don't know if you can tell or not, but this is super exciting for me to share. It was very exciting for me to learn and to understand how important my vision of my life is and how important my vision of who I want to be with myself and in relationship to myself is. So I invite for you to identify that. And, and this is how I do it with clients. I say, I would like for you to write down, I am. And you use that phrase on purpose and you write it down on purpose. I am and then you fill in who you are. I am mindful. I am focused. I am passionate. I am compassionate. I am calm. I am energized. I am a great listener. I am the best that I can be in every moment. 
and you write out exactly who you're going to be. Now you can do that in a general sense in terms of this is who I am in general. And then you also can think about your vision of who you are being in certain circumstances. And this is where you can connect your vision to your actions. And if you think about a particular scenario or circumstance that might be challenging for you, I invite you to create a vision around that particular circumstance. So I want to give you an example of this. I was just speaking with somebody who was talking about being really annoyed at work. She was annoyed because of the never-ending meetings, that's how she described them, and how people just continually were talking just to hear themselves talk. And so I asked her, who do you want to be in those scenarios? And now what happens is we generally are like, well, who we want to be is we want them to change. And we immediately go to how we want other people to behave, which, by the way, we have no control over. So the question isn't how do we want to change the external environment. It's who do we want to be in that environment. So her answer was, you know what, I want to just be okay with it. I don't want to be annoyed. I don't want to be super happy about what's going on. I just want to be okay with it and not feel annoyed. And so her vision statement in that particular scenario was, I am calm, I'm attentive, I'm listening, I am curious. And so when you have pre-identified your vision in particular scenarios, then in those moments, you get to be conscious and, and notice when you're starting to feel annoyed and bring who you want to be, who you get to be into those very specific moments. Now I will tell you that as our lives are extremely scheduled and we feel like we are putting out fires and we are sucked into whatever is going on in those external environments, that those are golden opportunity to not to just focus on the action piece, but to also focus on who we are being and to connect those together. And that's the key of the vision piece is that we want to be able to think about the beingness and the doing this simultaneously, because we are all really good at the doing piece, doing the right thing, showing up on time, getting the projects done, putting on a good face. And what we really want to do is to combine our beingness and think about how could we feel in those moments? What could we be thinking? What is our vision for us in those moments? So identify those specifically and bring them to your present moment. And the reason that this is really important is because when you are leveling up, when you are taking your life to the next level, when you are creating a business or increasing your revenue or losing weight or improving a relationship or doing something fantastic that you've never done before, inevitably you are going to come up against discomfort and resistance and fear. And in those moments, we want to be able to come back to your vision and remember who you are, remember who you want to be, and to use that as an energy source to take your next right action, to take the action that will get you to your result, which in turn will help you to continue to live the vision that you want to live. So you can see that there's this cycle that occurs between identifying your vision and then being really mindful about your thoughts and your emotions, taking your right action, creating your right results, and then that feeds into your vision again. And so that is the well-being this model, and that's exactly how it works and why it's so important to identify your vision to start off with. And now we want to be really clear about how you set your results. Now, I say set results on purpose instead of saying set goals because results, I think, are all about long-term transformation. 
And as you set a result, it is not for a one-time gig. You're not just trying to lose weight one time. You want to lose the weight and keep it off. You're not just trying to get off a blood pressure medication one time. You want to get off and keep it off. You're not just trying to reduce chronic stress once. You want to reduce it forever and ever. And the vision and your results are also about your relationships and leveling up not just once, but for the long term. So when you think about the result that you are creating, I want you to think about the state, the ness, if you will, of your mind and of your body. And I ask for clients to think about that first because the state of your mind and your body, your wellness and your well-being or your well-beingness is the cornerstone of all of the other results that you're going to create. So we want to start off there and then we can expand into other results, into other areas. Think about what you really want to create in the future. What could you create in terms of your professional life and your personal life? And many people come to me and they have never even thought about that. They are really busy in their lives, reacting, putting out fires. They are scheduled to the hilt and they don't really have a plan for what it is that they want to create. They haven't let themselves just envision what it is that they would like to do and who they want to be. So I also want to emphasize here an area that is important as we dive in. And that is that as you are thinking about who you want to be and what you want to create and what is the state of your mind and your body, that you are doing that from a place of hope and optimism and courage. Because many times people are avoiding thinking about their vision and their results because frankly, it doesn't feel good. It reminds us of what we don't have. It gives a very negative feeling of lack or of scarcity. And so it's easy to stop dreaming, to just not have that cognitive dissonance, that contrast in our bodies. We don't really want to think about what we could have or what could have been because it's uncomfortable. So I want to encourage you as you are thinking about the state, the results that you are creating and the vision and the dream that you do that from a place of abundance, right? So I want you to do this by thinking about what you've already created, what you already have. And this isn't just about being grateful, that I am grateful for my health, I'm grateful that I'm not in that situation, I'm grateful that I'm not that person, or just kind of listing off our gratitude. It is about sinking into and feeling and witnessing what you've already created. Because when you do that, you are tapping in to who you already are. <laughs> and that's a little bit of a mind twist because you have this vision of who you want to be and who you get to be. And I tell you that the really cool thing about this is that those visions are already connected to your strengths, to your capabilities, to your values, to what is already inside of you. So I want you to remember that what you are creating, you have already created, that it is in essence, who you already are. And the idea here is that we are not creating new results just to create them. We are creating them so that we can continue to level up, to continue to be the best version of ourselves. So as you think about the results that you want to create, the state of your mind and body and the state of your career or your finances, also remember that it is already grounded in who you are. So as we talk about the state that you're trying to create, I ask clients first and foremost to set up their results, to set the results of their mind and body first. And the way that I organize this is in an acronym. And the acronym I use, MEP-HEP. And that stands for Mental, Emotional, and Physical, Health, Energy, and Performance. 
And so I know that that's a mouthful, but if you think about it just in terms of your mind and of your heart and your body, it's much easier to remember. So when you are setting up the state of your results, when you are getting specific about what you are trying to create, think about your mind. Think about the condition and the functioning of your mental skills. Think about your memory. Think about if you were able to remember where you put your car keys or if you were constantly looking for things. I know that recently I personally was working on this because I realized I was spending more time than I wanted to looking for things. And so I really focused in on the art of focus and being present. So that is a mindful activity. So think about what it is that you would like to create in terms of your ability to think, your ability to remember, your ability to process, your ability to read something quickly, your ability to take in information and to learn, your ability to be focused. So what is it? That you, what kind of state would you like to create in your mind? And then also think about your heart and your emotions and the main emotions that you are engaging in. Where are you currently? What are the top emotions that don't feel so great in your body? What would you like to create? Now, for a lot of people that I work with, this revolves around stress and stress levels and anxiety and depression and feeling overwhelmed. And so when we're talking about some of these results, specifically in our energy levels and in our emotional levels, we have to do something that I call objectifying the subjective. And what that means is that we take something that is subjective, like our energy levels and our stress levels and anxiety levels, and we objectify them. And we do this on purpose so that we can be very specific about the result that we're trying to create. So I'll give you two examples. The first example is with stress levels. And the way that we objectify our stress levels, we use a scale of 1 to 10. And really, I should say of 0 to 10. And the scale of zero to 10 in regards to our stress level is that when we are at zero, we are completely devoid of any stress at all. We might even be asleep. We are om, very zen, nothing is bothering us. We feel really good. That's a zero. And 10 is, ah, my hair is on fire. I cannot handle one more thing. I've had it. It is your burnout level. You have had enough. And so the question for you is where are you currently and where would you like to be according to that scale? So for some clients they're like, listen, I'm at a 10 and if I could just get down to a five and feel like I could manage, that would be great. Other clients are like, I'm at an eight and I need to get down to a two. I really, really want to just be calm most of the time. So you get to decide for yourself what it is that you want, not what it is that you should want, but really what you are looking for, what you are looking to create, the mental state that you are trying to create. And that's how you do it in terms of your stress level. Now, if we're talking about energy levels, we would flip that scale. And let's say that your energy level, when you are at your highest and best energy, is a 10. And when you are low, you're at a zero. You are like, I have no energy. I can't even carry on a conversation. Don't talk to me. So an, a good example would be when you come home from work, maybe you want to zero in on the energy level at that time. And perhaps for you, like many clients, that is the hour where people are like, don't talk to me. I have no energy left. I'm not being the parent that I want to be. I cannot engage with my kids. I'm not engaging with my spouse. I just want to zone out, drink wine, turn on Netflix, and just be out. 
So if that is where you are right now, you're going to have to objectify that. And so you might say right now, my physical energy levels are a two. And I would really just like for them to be at a six so that I can be functioning. Or they're at a two and you want to take them all the way to a 10. And some people are like, listen, doesn't everybody want it to be at a 10? And no, that's not the case. <laughs> that's not the case at all. The case is whatever is right for you. And so now when we talk about what do you want to create in terms of your physical result for your body, please zero in on what is right for you. This is an area where we are all really good on what I call shoulding on ourselves. I should weigh a certain amount. I should have a certain amount of body fat. I should look differently. I should, 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 should. And here's the thing. If you have identified your vision and who you want to be, then what we are doing is we are designing a body that's going to support that. And so you get to decide what is the condition of your body that you want to create? What is your cardiovascular health? What does your balance look like? What about your strength or endurance? What do you want your blood pressure to be? What do you want your weight to be? How much physical energy do you want? What are some skills that you want to create so that you can perform better physically? Maybe you want to be a scratch golfer or play on your local club's tennis team or just go out dancing and have some dexterity and some balance. So you get to decide what results you want to create in your mind and in your heart and in your body, and they belong to you. And then, of course, from there, you get to decide what other results you want to create. And so here's the thing as you are setting your results you must write them down. <laughs> and I know that sounds very old school, but writing them down is imperative. And it's imperative for two main reasons. Now, the first one you're familiar with, because now you have some direction. Now you know where you're going to go. You've got your vision, you've got your results, and then you can figure out your exact right action plan. So that's important because your brain wants something to focus in on. And here's the second piece. Your brain also likes to maintain the status quo. So you are going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel doubt. You're going to feel a little fear during this process. And if that's the case, I want you to know that you are totally normal because your brain was designed to avoid pain, to seek pleasure, and to be as efficient and effective as possible. And when you start leveling up and talking about really leaning into new results, your brain is not going to like it. Your brain is going to say, you know what, this is all good and everything, but I have some other things that I have to take care of first. And then when I have time, I'll get to this vision and this result thing. I don't have enough energy right now. I can barely get done what is on my plate. I don't have time to think about my vision and who I want to be. Or your brain might say something like, okay, all right, I'm in, but I got to do a little bit more research. I got to figure out exactly how I'm going to do this. I need to be a little more realistic. The last time I tried this, it didn't work. I'm not sure that I can do it again. So I've got to see what's reasonable for my age, for what is going on with me right now. So just know <laughs> that your brain is going to come up with some really convincing arguments for why you should not write down your vision and why you should not get specific about the results that you want to create. So I want to encourage you to set your vision and set your results anyway. And here's the main reason why. Setting results that are in alignment with your vision isn't necessarily about achieving those results. It is more about going through the process and overcoming those doubts and those fears 
and understanding what it is that your brain will say to you. And I'm reminded of a woman that I worked with who originally had a health goal. She was trying to drop weight. And after she achieved that particular result, the next set result was a performance goal. So she wanted to run a half marathon. Now, in order for her to do this in the winter during Cleveland, she needed to purchase a treadmill. And so she had to fix her budget and learn how to handle her finances a little bit better so that she could purchase a treadmill. And then when she was running one day, she actually sprained her ankle and ended up going to physical therapy where she met a group of therapists that she absolutely loved and decided that she was going to go back to school and become a physical therapist. And then she went back to school. <laughs> and when she was in school, she met the love of her life and she is now married to this gentleman. And so that is one example of having the courage to follow the dream that is in your heart, having the courage to set your vision and to set a result that right now seems like a challenge because you never know what it is going to create for you. But what you will know is that you will always have the experience of leveling up. You will always learn how to improve the relationship with yourself. You will learn how your brain works and how to manage it and how to handle different emotions that come up. So I want to invite you to dream, to dream about your vision, about who you want to be in all of your relationships and specifically in the relationship with yourself, the most important relationship of all. And then I would like for you to write down the specific results that you want to set for yourself. What is the state of your mind and your body that you want to create? What are the other results that you want to create in your life? And write them down. Get really specific about what they are. Make sure that you are objectifying the subjective results. And then dare to play. Dare to witness what your brain is going to come up with, the different emotions that will result, and dare to experience life experience having traction, moving towards your results, moving towards your vision, and oh, by the way, simultaneously being in love with life and thriving instead of just surviving. So thank you so much for joining me on this second podcast and for daring to dream and set your vision and to be the best version of yourself. I would absolutely love to hear what you have chosen for yourself. What are you thinking and what are you going through as you dare to create your vision, to set your results, and to live the best life possible? Until next time, go forth and create great.